Hey, y'all, Pastor Trevor here uh, with Pastor David McMinn. What's up, uh, everybody? Dude, you always got to interrupt, don't you? Um, do. uh, we're here for another podcast to kind of uh, take in our, I guess, weekly podcast. Uh, and we're going to go a different direction given, um, given the announcements that Texas is kind of starting a reopening process. Uh, and so one of the things that we just thought we should do is kind of let y'all in on um, our thought process of what it looks like for each of our churches to reopen. What does that entail? What are the things that we're make we're doing to ensure that uh, we open in the safest way possible? And so uh, today's probably a little uh, more informational uh, and uh, maybe a little more serious than the last couple podcasts, but we, we hope that uh, you'll enjoy kind of this conversation. Yeah, we just... You know, our number one uh, thought in all of this is to make sure to keep our people safe, right, and and open up in the right way. And so it, the more conversations that Trevor and I have with each other and with our leadership, the better we're going to be off on uh, opening up. We don't want to just rush into opening. We want to do things in the right way and the right order. Yeah, and there's got to be um, one of the things that we've been invited to think through um, by our bishop is to be intentional about coming up with a really a written plan of what this whole process looks like um, and kind of really be committed to doing this in the right way. Um, so do you want to start kind of David talking through what that maybe that first step looks like in your mind? Yeah. And those are conversations that I've already started with our leadership. And so um, we're starting to meet, we have a kind of a unique thing for a Methodist church. We have a pastoral board. There's several former pastors and current pastors at Rockbridge and they're thinking through it and talking to the trustees. And of course our board, uh, just to get all that, because this is definitely something we, you know, to lean on, you know, Tre Trevor and I are pastors, right? And there's very few things in life that we love more than gathering with our congregations and worship, you know, that, so so we are highly motivated to want to gather with people in worship, but we're also highly motivated to take care of our people. And, you know, we have people in our congregation and, and I'd love to hear some of the expertise y'all have. We have executives. I know I have someone that has a degree in epidemiology that I'd like to lean on other pastors, you know, that there's just a lot of collective wisdom rather than try to make this decision on an Island. We can do it with our people. Yeah. So one of the first things that both David and I've agreed on kind of, um, with the urging of really kind of our denomination is uh, to get leadership buy-in and to constantly have conversations of um, reopening is going to more than likely happen in phases. And so to have conversations of what do those phases look like, uh, not only with staff, but to have those with, as David said, kind of the trustees and uh, those who oversee the property and um, ensure that we have facilities that meet the needs of ministry, uh, ensure that we have safe facilities for those. Um, I'm having conversations with our pastor parish relations committee, our PPR committee, um, finance committee, our church leadership board as a general conversation as well. So this is an ongoing thing that, uh, that we've got to kind of keep our people aware of. And as David said, lean on them for wisdom. Um, I, I don't pretend to be the smartest guy in the room. Uh, and so 
I know I play board games with you, so. <laughs> hey, I, I want it to be known that the last two I've played against you, uh, I, I've been, I've won both of those. You did, you did. Uh, uh, it may have something to do with the fact that the whole objective is to kind of produce whiskey and beer. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I've won the last two. Let it be known. Uh, and that's only because my wife isn't playing because she was- <laughs> <laughs> if it's resource management i think my wife missed her calling she should have been some like in charge of some sort of uh farm or something and managing resources because like she's i would not tell michelle that she needs to be in charge of a farm that probably would not go over well she's so good at it though wow we got off track i'm so sorry uh a little levity is needed but yes absolutely we're we we, we don't think that we have all the knowledge and um oftentimes a good leader is someone who listens to their people and knows the heartbeat of their people. And um, so which leads us into our second kind of our first concern is our children's ministry, because one of the standards that they've said is that all children's ministry, whether that's, you know, Mother's Day Out program like Good News has, or even Sunday morning nursery or your Sunday Sunday school or whatever. I mean, Wednesday night children, any of any time a kid basically is on our property they they have to the area has to be clean to cdc standards and we're i I have our people researching what that is and what that's going to look like and and also social distance and how do you keep uh have kids stay social distance you know they can't wear masks you know so it's gonna be really kind of a tricky yeah it's i mean ultimately they've got to stay six feet apart is kind of the standard um or the expectation right now right Mm -hmm. um I don't know how you're going to tell my 19 month old Cora that like, ah, stop right there. You're, you're five feet away from someone. Uh, yeah. Especially it's that adult that she loves because that she hasn't seen in forever, but that just has loved on her since she's been born, you know, it's be really hard for her to not yeah, run kids just Kids just don't get it. Right. I mean, um, so I, I've heard some churches, I don't know if you've heard this, David, some churches are, thinking about opening up for worship services, but not doing children's ministry. That's pretty close to what we're leaning on. And, and the question is whether or not we'll do nursery, uh, which I don't, I'm, I'm leaning towards no, um, just because it's, it's so, it's, it's so difficult to do this, at least in the phase one and two kind of area, you know, maybe in the fall, if the, if it continues to be on a downward, which that's something we also talked about before we're ready to open up, we want to see what two weeks of consistent, decrease in the number of new cases in Williamson County before we're ready to say, let's do this. Yeah. That, that was our commitment. Um, as a leadership team, we kind of made was, uh, we've got to see, uh, two weeks of decreases in, um, last week. I mean, obviously this week hasn't finished, so we don't know the exact numbers yet, but last week compared to the week before is a 78% increase. You know, what's really interesting about that too, is, you know, it was two weeks ago or a few weeks ago, Easter. And what did everybody do on Easter? They gather with their family. So it's not, to me, there's no, it's not a coincidence that when on a Sunday, when a bunch of people were gathering with other people that now we're seeing a spike two weeks later. So that, and that may be what we see in the, in the coming weeks, we just don't know. And we'd much rather let other people <laughs> make those first steps. So we don't, we can look and see what happens. And uh, no, I'll, I'll learn from others' mistakes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and and I know Good News has a very high quality online worship service that y'all are doing a great job and we worked really hard to have 
online ministry and Zooms or life groups so that we don't feel the pressure to rush out and meet, you know. Well, and our kids' ministry and our youth ministries are kind of tag-teaming together, right, to try to fill that need. Um, and they're doing Zoom stuff. They're doing, like, pre-recorded videos and putting those out. I'm pretty sure there's a Minecraft world that's been created for our, our kids to get together. and uh, for don't, the- don't say that too loud. Austin's going to be joining pretty soon. Um, oh, he would totally be on it. So, <laughs> and, and I think that leads us to the next thing is that we need to make sure that our vulnerable are taken care of. You know, our 65 plus, those who are immunocompromised, we don't want to do anything that's going to risk their lives. Yeah. So I've, uh, I don't know if you were on the call where ultimately they said you have two options with that, with what uh, Governor Abbott is calling the vulnerable population, those 65 and older and those uh, immune compromised. But essentially the two proposals they had were that you create a section in your sanctuary uh, for those people, um, or you have a, quote, vulnerable population worship service. Interesting. Um, <laughs> or they stay home. Or they stay home, right. <laughs> Which would then be what we're already doing, right? Um, I was not comfortable really... Uh, neither of those first two options really felt good to me. Um, I don't know why just in my gut. I just didn't like, well, but think about it. If you have a worship leader or a pastor who's going to lead the same services, you know, you are now exposed to the non-vulnerable population and then you're in the same room. And one of the interesting things, I don't know if y'all talked because we were on different calls. Uh, Trevor was on with the governor. I was on the Lieutenant governor. I guess that shows our importance. uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, they were talking about uh, even singing, right? So think about singing. And this is why I think we're, when we talk about worship services, we're going to ask everybody to wear a mask, at least at first. Because yeah. it, as you open your mouth, you're sending out the droplets, which this virus is carried out through the droplets. And everybody else has their mouth open, right? And so that's something we have to think about. Is, is even Which, singing. like, when I first heard that, I was like, that's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> I had never thought about like congregational singing is being like that, but yeah, it's kind of great. <laughs> Austin, do you have thoughts about that as a worship leader? Like you are facing everyone with their mouths open, breathing our droplets at you. Oh man, I thought I was just going to sit in the back here and get to listen to a good <laughs> conversation. Um, yeah, no, it's noticeable when people spray. It's also noticeable when I spray because lights are usually on me. So I see close up the refracting light from all the spit and saliva and stuff. So now it's, it's a gross sensation, but we do it because there's a lot of significance to it. But so it is something important to address, right? Yeah. And it's, we all love singing. We we're doing a whole bracket challenge because of our love for worship music. Right. And so we love it and, and don't want to get rid of it, but we need to do it safely. So again, this is, I think you're beginning to see or hear the, the enormity of the task that's before. Well, like, I, I just, and maybe this is kind of, y'all accuse me of being a little charismatic, and maybe this is on my charismatic leanings, right? But I can't imagine a worship service without singing. Yeah. I can't either. Like, even when we pre-record, I kindly graciously invite Austin to do all the music before because it kind of places me in this spot Same. of worship. Um, yeah, I feel the exact same way. 
that I need to be primed and ready. It's, it's kind of like gets your Holy spirit pumping, you know, <laughs> so that you're ready to like, cause uh, we've talked about this before that when, uh, when I preach and if I preach on my own ability, I feel so lonely up there. But when I feel empowered by the Holy spirit, it's, it's the most wonderful thing I get to do. And I can't tell you the difference between the miserableness of preaching on my own power versus the glory of getting. And I mean that in the, in the sense of not my glory, but God's glory and being in God's glory in the midst of preaching it's the most wonderful thing. So I, I'm with you, Trevor. I think that that singing is important. And uh, I think people can sing behind masks and I don't, I think it'll stop the spray. Cause I think that's the reason we're actually wearing masks, not to, not to protect us from intake because the masks that we have don't do that, but to pr- protect other people from our expelling of, of liquid. That made me feel like <laughs> Oh, I wish you could have uh, seen that. We're going to move on to uh, a topic that, uh, Honestly, I think uh, Rockbridge is going to have an even more difficult time with, um, and that's kind of cleaning in the logistics of, uh, they've, they've said that churches don't necessarily fall in the 25% capacity limit, um, but simply the reality is if you've got to be six feet apart in a worship service, at least in our space, there's no way that we can fit a whole lot of people in there. Um so what that would mean is we would potentially eventually have to look at doing multiple services, right? And y'all host two churches. So if you had to add two or three services, if you added two more services, um, y'all would be what, running five services on a Sunday? Uh, it would be four. If we did three, it would be five. And then you're thinking a cleaning before and at the end. So you're talking with four services, five, five times that you're sanitizing everything. And one thing I'm thinking about is chairs. You know, we both have cloth chairs. And uh, I'm thinking about pulling out our plastic black chairs because I think that they're going to be easier to sanitize than the uh, chairs. If you're going to have multiple. What I want to do is, did any of y'all's grandmas have like that vinyl clear sheeting that went on the couches so that you like didn't spill anything? And when it got uh, hot in there, like your legs stuck to it. Yeah. Uh-huh. We may have to bust some of that out on our cloth chairs. I'm sure our staff would love for me to, uh, for us to have a volunteer vinyling of ch- chair day um, at the church <laughs> while socially distancing yourselves. Right. right. <laughs> so I've, I, and I'm sure you're doing the same thing. We've had to have our cleaning people look up and research what is the proper, um, proper um, chemical to sanitize. And think about this. So you're talking about being in a space with five times of these stairs being sprayed and the doors and the walls. And what is it going to smell like? (laughs) Well, so I was in a call uh, just yesterday and the guy was like, like, you know, uh, I was at Walmart just uh, a couple days ago and it smelled like bleach. And if that were two months ago, I'd have been like, what is wrong with this place? Like, why does it smell like bleach? But he was like, now people are like thanking the the (laughs) customer service because places smell like bleach. It smells Um, so good. It smells clean. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, all these things that we're having to think through, like literally I just ordered five of those, uh, motion sensor or hand sanitizer station things and three gallons to kind of refill them three gallons of hand sanitizer. Um, but they won't even be here till, uh, the middle of June just because the demand on it. Um, yep. And maybe until then, and and you got to think about bathrooms, are you going to let yeah. use your bathrooms? I mean, Governor Abbott says right now, right, no public bathrooms 
Um, so, I mean, I don't know if you saw Bishop Lowry's uh, video, David, but he essentially said those that fall in his age demographic, um, it'd be hard to have an hour long worship service and not so you're talking uh, probably, the facilities. We, we probably should do 45 minute services to fish yeah. just to, cause you don't want kid, you know, you want kids running around longer than you have to. Um, and, and to take care of, of the elderly, um, that they, you know, they're going to have to go home to go to the restroom. So, Maybe you well, cut down a couple songs. And, and uh, another thing, I don't know if you've thought about this. Um, they were talking, you know, at HEB, they have you go in one door and out the other kind of as you uh, snake uh, through the grocery store. Um, what does that look like at Rockbridge or Good News? Do you have one entrance and one exit that people go out yep. so that they're not kind of crossing – pass i don't know i think that's a good and and we you know we kind of joked about uh when uh we were at your ash wednesday service and yeah. our people have been very well trained is not the right word because i love it but they they're, they're they they hang out and they they hang out before service and they hang out after service and we're gonna have to tell people you can't do that you have to come in go to your seat and then you have to leave and i think when as we talk through all this uh especially in the early stages there are going to be a lot of people who say, this isn't worth it. I'm going to stay yeah. home. I've already gotten used to watching with my family in my pajamas. We're going to stay home and worship from home. And, and, and I, I want people to hear that's okay. Yes, right? absolutely. Um, Ab- absolutely. Especially like parents with kids. I totally understand. Like you're thinking, oh man, I'm going to have to, I understand the stress of having kids in a worship service for 45 minutes to an hour. That can be exhausting. Yeah. And so we'll, we're going to be, these, but we just, what we're doing right now is trying to give you guys a look inside of our brains, which I'm, I'm sure is terrifying of all the things that we have to, all the check boxes as we come in this plan of the things we have to be ready before we're ready to say, okay, we can open the doors for in-person worship. I mean, and this affects hospitality, like beyond you, what you could imagine, right? You can't do, I mean, y'all do coffee and None of y'all, that. Do, y'all do donuts though, right? Yeah, we do. We're not going to serve any food. We're not going to do coffee, any of that. Probably, okay. I, I, Hugs, handshakes, like, like I, mean, right. I mean. I doubt we'll do coffee or any kind of food until after there's a vaccine, personally. Yeah. Um, and it's just like one of the calls I was on, they suggested li- literally that your greeters do not allow anyone to open the doors. But yep. that, that is their greeter's role so that you don't have a hundred hands touching that uh, door handle. Um, that's how kind of in depth we have to get with and how, how much we have to train our people too. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's a retrain. It's completely different than everything they've done. Yeah. Have you thought of, uh, this is go- jumping back to worship services, but um, passing the offering plate. <laughs> Yeah, we had already, we weren't going to do that. Yeah, we, we would, we, before we canceled worship, we'd already decided to not do. Now we may have a box you can drop it in. Um, but yeah, there probably need to be no passing of the offering plate. I think we can do communion in a sanitary way uh, with, the, with the individually wrapped cups with the wafers. You know, it's just one of those things where you have someone with gloves and a mask serving communion and handing out an individual thing to each person. Um, I, I, I don't think there's any extra danger there. And of course, there's going to be people who say, that I don't want to risk it. And then that, again, like what we're saying, totally okay. We definitely understand anyone 
who and we want to we want to say if you're the type of person that when we open up that says it's safe for me to stay home i appreciate and applaud that decision and if you're the type of person that wants to go out and to take the proper precautions wear masks be in be in public i applaud that decision too um let's try not to judge people for making different decisions i mean it was interesting though like your communion uh thought made me think so i took cora up i was on uh uh, daddy duty today, Daniel had uh, several meetings. And so I said, I'll take Cora today. And we went up to the church and did some things up there and then played on the playground and we wiped all our swings and slides down or whatever. But, uh, on the way home, I scored daddy points with Cora and we got Chick-fil-A. Uh, <laughs> we should definitely learn from Chick-fil-A. Oh, hundred percent. Like, so it was crazy in the drive through, right? You don't even stop at the window. Now you go past it and they have an employee who goes to the window with like a plastic, um, clear plastic box or like that you would put Christmas ornaments in or whatever. Right. Uh, the person in the window hands the, they're gloved. They hand the bags and put it in the plastic box. Um, then that person walks to your car and then you touch all the stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so that, that person who's kind of interacting with all these cars in the drive-thru is not, they are literally not touching anything. Right. Which I, I hadn't thought, thought through that full thing. Yeah. And so that's something to figure out. Is it better for people to touch and grab their own or to be handed it to make sure it's clean or cause you, you don't want, I don't know. And that's yeah. going to be, that's the, do we do the, uh, I think it was Church of Christ Church when I was in Abilene, right? They had just had the communion element sitting on the chair and everyone like pulled the wrapper back and took the, the <laughs> little wafer and we all took it together. And then you pulled the second wrapper off and took the juice together. I mean, we've got to think through these different options, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we're at church and, and we're working on the plan or our leadership and, um, we're, we're going to keep you updated and informed as we can. And, and I know, I know Trevor sent a message to the congregation this week and I, I did a blog. So, um, just, just know that we're, we're trying to be wise. We trust God. We trust God is a powerful God that God is greater than the virus. However, God also tends to let us deal with the consequences of our choices. And if you have a reason to put yourself at risk, because God has called you to do it, like the, like the healthcare workers, then we need to do it. But we don't want, we don't believe that we should put ourselves in unnecessary risk when there's other options. And, uh, and, and I think that's, that's what we have to realize. God also doesn't want us just to be risking ourselves just to test how, just to test God, you know, Jesus says, don't do that. <laughs> so that, that's kind of where I'm at. And, and are you in the same place, Trevor? Oh, a hundred percent. And I give thanks for all those people uh, that are, um, whether they're working in the nursing homes and rehab facilities or doctor nurses, they're working at CVS or HEB. Yeah. I, mean, I went to HEB today and I just made sure and thank the people like, thank you so much. Yeah. You know, for being here and doing this. For sure. Um, they are a blessing. Well, y'all want to talk, we're, we're on what day three, I think of releasing kind of our bracket and people voting. Y'all want to talk through some of the preliminary results uh, real briefly, Austin, would you kind of remind us what the bracket is and, um, what the three of us have writing on it. And then I don't know if you saw my Facebook post, but I'll talk a little bit about how people can submit brackets to us and the winner is going to get a gift card. 
So, but go ahead. Yeah, I can I can give it a shot. Um, it seems like every time Brandon, I last time you, it, yeah, I was gonna say last time you tried to explain, David and I both corrected you. Like, yeah, it, it feels like every time I say it, someone's like, "Oh, so not quite right, actually." Um, you actually, might want to reconsider that. Uh, we're always grace based and. Uh, we redeem right. your answers. <laughs> but, Good. But it's also a hobby of both Trevor and I to give Austin a hard time. It is. A hobby. A it's, hobby. it's not just y'all. Can I list that on my hobby? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like on Facebook, on your resume, giving Austin a hard time. Uh, hey, Austin dishes it out too, though. Don't, don't, don't uh, let him play the innocent lamb. I, I yeah, you're not an innocent lamb. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this worship bracket we're doing, we thought it'd be fun to uh, kind of replace March Madness with our own little version of it that's uh, intimately tied to us loving church music. Uh, the nerds Gosh, we are. Like nerds. I know, yeah. Um, no shame, no shame, honestly. Uh, so what we're doing is we've formed a Sweet 16 of worship songs uh, and we are working through it. We each made a bracket and, and the goal is to basically share it with everyone via Facebook and say, here are the matchups for this week. Please vote which one of these two songs in each matchup you think is the best song. Uh, and we're leaving that very open-ended, obviously. Um, but we are in our first round of matchups for the Sweet 16. We have four different uh, regions, you could call it, which are just different categories that include hymns, contemporary songs, gospel songs, and songs written by Charles Wesley or arranged by John Wesley, the Wesley brothers who helped found Methodism, and uh, because we're nerdy little Methodists, uh, <laughs> and and also because there's a rich uh, musical tradition in the Methodist Church that we just want to acknowledge and throw a bone to, um, and so uh, I believe. Trevor, uh, oh, so actually, sorry, I should I should specify. We've each submitted our brackets that are our predictions for how this will go, uh, the, the crowdsourced vote. And the winner of I'm it... Gonna, yeah? Let me share my bracket with the... I have... I want to I want to share... Let me see if I can do this. I'm not very... I don't know if we want to say the results out loud because we don't want to influence vote. Are you trying to influence the vote? No, so this is a... I have two brackets. I have a joke bracket and then I have a like real one that I'm sending David, but I want y'all to see uh, this one. Let's see if I, Oh, anyways. So I can't, I can't. That's okay. Um, uh, so what's at stake though, is the person with the most accurate bracket um, out of the three of us is going to have wings bought by the other ones when we're able to get in person together again. So we are going to, uh, there's, there's delicious, wonderful chicken at stake. Uh, in this and so but it's also just a good way for us to have fun sorting out this bracket uh, listening to music we've loved and have a lot of history with and for y'all to do the same and, and feel welcome to do that and uh, have some friendly banter as within the community uh, as to what these songs which one of these songs are best so uh, yeah I believe the first matchup is uh, all the first round matchups are already out on Facebook is that correct uh, all the day one a yeah, day. We're, we're, we're releasing them one a day. Sorry, yes. Um, I guess two yeah. days ago we did the play-in, right? Yeah, you were uh, doing so good, Austin. You were doing oh, so man, good. I was so close. I almost got all the way through it. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, so we did do the play-in. We had a play-in for the 16 and 17, the, the final spot to get in between So Will I uh, and uh, Build My Life. Which and I don't have to songs. 
we don't have to say who like submitted each as a no as a song let's no just for my pride let's not do that let's make it away i will say that in this process i've been listening a lot of build my life and i'm a fan although i swear that it is based on a previous song and i cannot figure out what that is so if anybody knows what that might be i actually genuinely don't think it is but i am curious i'm I, there's that there, there's that line though but go ahead anyways between that and so will i and who was the winner mm, so will i yep, um so will i made it so uh so that, that was our bracket a little up. bit um, uh that was a 56 percent of the people uh voted for so will i um, yep 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 the crowd has spoken uh but if for some reason you voted for build my life, that is okay. You can knock out. So will I in revenge next round if you want. Um, yeah. So make sure you hop on Facebook and vote. I believe you, there's two different polls that go out one on the Rockbridge Facebook page and one on the good news UMC Facebook page. Is that correct? You guys are both. Doing yeah. We're polls, just, right? we're, we're sharing the good news one. So you can vote. Oh, either I'm play. sorry. Yes, that's right. I, I thought yours were separate. My apologies. Uh, yeah. So you can see on either Facebook page though, because it's shared, um, you can see the, the polls that go out every day and make sure to click and vote and we'll be updating it as we go and uh, we'll see who talk about, the best bracket. Do y'all want to talk about, um, so a couple things before we go too far in this, uh, we also shared a copy of the bracket that David um, Austin and I are looking at. Uh, we shared that today. We're inviting people to fill that out, print it, fill it out um, or download it in, in a PDF and edit it and send it over to me, uh, T Kennedy at goodnewsumc.org. And, uh, what we're going to do is whoever's the most accurate, kind of like in a bracketology, um, set up or tournaments, whoever's the most accurate is going to get a, um, $50 gift card to the place of their choosing. Um, so, uh, we will do that as well. Um, so y'all, that's one way for you to participate in uh, this. But do y'all want to talk about the second matchup at all? Yeah, it was interesting. It was Amazing Grace, which of course is the big favorite. All of us think that Amazing Grace, I would say all of us, I think we believe that Amazing Grace is, is going to win <clears throat> overall. And it was against Come Thou Fount of Many Blessings, which one of us thought was not even a very great song for the top 16. I will not say who. <clears throat> Calling me out again. <laughs> but... Uh, I was I was impressed. Uh, I think that uh, Come Thou Found bops enough that uh, that it, it put up a good challenge against Amazing Grace. So maybe maybe will be there'll be a big upset somewhere along the way, and Amazing Grace won't win it all the way through. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I thought Amazing Grace would be like a ninety percent vote, right? Um, or, I mean, at least like seventy five percent of the people voted for Amazing Grace over Come Thou Found. Uh, Austin, where would you have put that percentage at? I probably would have put it at 70-30. I think Come Thou Found definitely did better than I thought. Um, but I wouldn't have given it an a huge, like, overwhelmingly enormous, like, 98-2 to two kind of percent win with uh, Amazing Grace Ever Come Thou Found. Just because at the end of the day, we chose 16 songs, which does not do justice to everyone's favorite hymns. or fa- I mean, it's only four hymns. Um, only four gospel songs, only four contemporary songs. I mean, there's no way that we are going to fully capture how great the music of, of the church and through all of church history is. So 
I really I think, think that all the people we all the songs that we put in are real top dogs, real amazing songs. They are. So I'm not surprised. You know, I think people, you're Trevor, you were underestimating how much how how much people enjoy listening up their Ebenezer to God and how important <laughs> that it is. Please don't ever lift your Ebenezer anywhere near me, David. You, you raise it. You raise it. Raise Sorry. it. <laughs> here i lift my ebenezer come on guys oh uh, we're not th- we're not paid to sing the song okay? i am paid to sing the song <laughs> and I, I do love singing it and uh austin you've been around me enough and listened to enough of my sermons to know that i butcher every saying or misquote everything um it's so. hilarious it's uncanny <laughs> danielle like keeps a tab of every sermon when i have like a quote and she's like yep yeah that you butchered two quotes this week um there was there was a time i butchered miley cyrus's the climb when i tried to quote it in worship and it didn't go very well oh man that's one you don't mess with i don't know that i've ever quoted miley cyrus in a sermon uh it has this great lyric about uh i'm gonna misquote it again uh but there's always gonna be another mountain you know and i was talking about how that's faith there's always another. we we want to think that uh that uh, our faith is done, but it's not. There's always another mountain to climb. So this is why David is uh, going to do, as he did previously, incredible on college ministry. Uh, because you know what's better than Miley Cyrus or uh, Taylor Swift or something like that in a sermon illustration? Am I right? Yeah, I, mean, uh, I don't even uh, preach, and I'm pretty sure I've quoted Miley Cyrus in a sermon before. <laughs> also. Uh, have a sermon where I, I based it on a character from Gossip Girl. So, but see, that's dated. That was back, you know, seven years ago. I'm not going to call you out or call the other, either of y'all out or ask for your man cards, but I'm going to say I've never watched an episode of Gossip Girl. Your wife never watches girly stuff because mine does. Um, I think I just go to the other room if she does. <laughs> Maybe you love. Never mind. I won't. Never yeah. Okay. Oh. I was about to. I almost made fun of you, Trevor, but I don't want to dig you into a hole. Like you're my friend, so, and my boss. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna move on to the next song. <laughs> yeah. So right now, um, as, as we're talking right now, um, could the current matchup is Silent Night versus It Is Well, and I believe an eight nine seed, right? What's that? That's an eight nine seed, so it should be a fairly competitive, quote unquote, game, right? Right, and right, and it was it was fifty fifty on our first look at it today, but man, there's some Silent Night slander going on because right now it's sixty three thirty seven. So get on there and vote for Silent Night. Come on, guys. Yep, yep. I mean, personally, I put Silent Night, so I'm really hoping this makes a comeback because I don't want to. <laughs> uh, an early early loss like this is real bad for the bracket. I can just say uh, that. I just. I just want it to be known that everyone says we can't do Christmas Eve without Silent Night and raising the candles, right? Yeah. But Silent Night is getting its backside kicked by it, really it as is. well. Well, yeah. we just did a podcast about it as well and talked about how great it is and stuff. And like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, this is, oh. But if a, bo- if, a, if a podcast isn't sent to uh, I- iTunes, does anyone listen to Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole opening up another conversation. I don't want to have. Oh my gosh. Uh, Anyways. So I believe our, what's that Trevor? 
I, I I'm I'm not very tech savvy, obviously. Uh, but do y'all have the bracket in front of you? The picture of the bracket. I do. Um, if you look at it, amazing. This is Amazing Grace is on one side of the bracket, right on the right side, and Amazing Grace is the one seat is on the left side. So my joke bracket, I was, I I just kind of typed quickly. Um, as my joke bracket, just kind of shorthanded every song. And so amazing grace. And this is amazing. Grace were in my championship and they both were just said amazing. Uh, <laughs> and so my winner I put is amazing just to see if I could cheat the system. I see. I like it. So it's indiscriminate. You technically chose two songs to win it and you just decide who that is later. Right. That's not the one I'm sending to David, but I just, gotcha. uh, Okay, I want. I was gonna try to pull a fast one, and decided I, as a pastor, I should be a man of integrity. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, when when you're listening to this podcast, most likely, if you if you listen to it as soon as it comes out, I think we'll be past the silent night it as well, and we'll be on to the Hark the Herald Angels Sing versus Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. That's um, a good battle right there. I think it will be a good battle. I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, so just make sure you hop on and vote. That one's got me nervous. Uh, and you have a chance now, if you fill out the bracket and submit it, to uh, potentially win a pretty big gift card. So um, do that, plus just have fun with it. Yeah, so I mean, that, that's our whole purpose, right, is just to have fun. and Right. Um, I, I'm missing March Madness. I don't know about y'all, so maybe this is a way that um, – and the NFL draft, can we just say that was a teaser for sports? Oh, like, that was gosh. three days. Yeah. And the day uh, after, I was like, okay, what do I do? Yeah, I know. And especially with the Cowboys drafting CeeDee Lamb. I mean, we talked about Caleb on chasing and how excited I would be. I had no idea that we'd get to get the best freaking wide receiver in the whole NFL. I mean, in the whole draft, CeeDee Lamb. Man, that's David awesome. nearly uh, – well, you nearly had to put the beep element there, Austin, on David. He was so excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he- – and he's going to rock number 88. He's going to be the next in the line of the great 88s for Doug. Yeah, I think that was stupid. I think that was a stupid play by Jerry. But Jerry. It's putting a lot of pressure on the kid before he's even seen a snap. But That's uh, what they do. I'm there's just certain saying, jerseys that go to certain types of people, so that's true, what they do. True. I'm just saying, as a uh, Chargers fan, I have mixed emotions about the draft. There was, uh, Wait, you're a Chargers fan? Yeah, I'm a big Chargers fan. Did you know that char- the Chargers are the Notre Dame of the West Coast? Simply because you y'all basically draft every one of our players. It there is a tendency to do that. Uh, there is a tendency also to just uh, make very questionable decisions entirely with all personnel, and which I are not those kind are of not two related thoughts. Can we can uh, we clear that up? <laughs> some, sometimes they are. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I was not super happy with the draft, but I have to trust the GM and trust the process, and hopefully... Oh, trading back into the first round for a linebacker? Process. Trading back into the first round for a linebacker? Man. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, really all that happened was... Because uh, it's... That basically just scooted up our second round pick, essentially. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I was really sad that we missed out on Tua because of the trade-up to get him. And I felt like Isaiah Simmons would have been an amazing grab um, yeah. and that Herbert might have been available later. But, um, you know, yeah. that's okay. I, I've seen, as a UT fan, I've seen a lot of Kenneth Murray also, and the guy's crazy good. So I'll take it. Yeah. I think that you got to take the swing at your quarter. If you've got a top 10 draft pick, you need a quarterback. 
even if he's the number three quarterback, you got to take the swing. And then if you suck again because he's not very good, then you'll be at the top of the draft next year. And you right. can do it again. Right. Just keep no. doing it until you get it right. So. So this has been Sports Talk with uh, the <laughs> Good News and Rockbridge staff here. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up and possibly talk more about the draft. Who knows? But um, thank you all for tuning in. Guys, any last words that you have for our wonderful people that are listening? No, we just give thanks for y'all continuing to kind of um, engage your faith, even though kind of um, that looks different. And uh, David and I are, I'll speak for David, we're humbled that y'all continue to jump online for worship, for small groups, um, that you continue to check on your neighbors and show Christ's love in that manner. Um, yeah, me too. A- and I would say one last thing for me is that it's it's never been easier to invite someone to worship. Amen to that. Share that link. Mm. Yep. So. All right. Well, appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Make sure to get out there and vote. And uh, I think our next podcast will hopefully be an update on the brackets. But until then, we're signing off. Have a good one.